Hey, everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, May 20th. Uh, it is just me in the studio. Um, my other cohorts are actually still uh, broadcasting in Zoom. Uh, so, uh, AK, just a quick question. I'm seeing an intro screen going on over here. Because you're without your music. Okay. So you can go ahead and just do an audible intro. Because it's explaining why we don't have music this week. We okay. So we had just intro, but no music. So, all right then. I guess we'll wait for the intro to quit playing. Anyway, uh, I am your host, Rando. I got my partners out there. Guys, sound off when I call you. Um, Enos. What's up? Tommy. Here. Olivia. Hey. And we got Madman running boards over there. I don't think Madman's got a mic. He's uh, he's giving me the thumbs up. All right. He says he's good to go. All righty. How is everybody's weekends, and how are you doing in the uh, quarantine still? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I was pretty built good. I was built for this. <laughs> you were built for quarantine. Damn uh, right. Well. Staying home all day, not having contact with anybody else, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'm glad to be back in the office. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, I, I'm still probably not going to see my office till at least August. So, oh. yeah, they said August first. August first at the earliest is what they said. Right, right. Yeah. and that's for and that and that'll be priority of the phone counselors first. So it'll probably be September before I actually see my desk. Uh, yeah. So, Tommy, just really quickly, you'll like this. I mowed my entire yard this weekend. So the front yard, the fenced in yard, and that back 40. And you know what a chore that is. You've seen my yard. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the news items. Oh, boy, oh, boy. There are a couple of huge ones just within the this last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, it was. So this was the, one that, the one that literally dropped maybe about three or four hours ago um, today, they have confirmed that, yes, um, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League is going to be coming on HBO Max and Warner Brothers is they're even giving him $20 million to film scenes he didn't get to finish wow Damn. big news so, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're putting that on HBO Max and not DC Universe I figured they would have used that to plug their, their channel and try to get more subscribers but you know, and, you know things may change between now and then uh, it could be yeah. that HBO max doesn't want it or DC universe will go to Warner brothers and say, what the hell, man, it's our character. Why can't we have it? Yeah. Um, and it's, and it'd be very possible. Oh God. And I would love this. We might get a theatrical re-release if he puts, cause if he's getting $20 million to put scenes back in, oh, uh, that would be awesome. That would warrant the re-release in my mind. I, I think so yeah, too. And I would, I would definitely go to see that. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. Absolutely. That would definitely be a loss in a long box outing. So let's mark our calendars. I, I liked I liked what we got. I thought that we what we got was a decent movie, to be honest. It it, it was. It's the knuckleheads who sat up there and tried to compare it to Avengers. And uh, you people can say whatever they, whatever they want. The media, as far as movies, is biased because they're bought and paid for by Disney. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and and, <laughs> and um and and they are. Just so completely biased. Anytime, um, and when I watched Rotten, the, the Rotten Tomatoes review of it, and the girl was talking about, they just kept the camera on Gal Gadot's butt. Well, if you weren't looking at it, you could have seen other areas. <laughs> Plus, too, uh, that's, I'm, I'm, keep in mind, that was supposed to be a trilogy. That was supposed to be three yeah. movies. Zack Snyder yeah. had a definite vision and a plan for where those movies were supposed to go. So, right. We'll see. Who knows? This might be just what we need to revitalize those movies and get him to make the second one. You know, the other two. 
Yeah, it could. Yeah. I mean, if, if, a re, if a re-release happens in the theater and it and it goes well, then absolutely. And who knows? They might bring Ben Affleck back. Woo! Absolutely. Uh, other big news: um, Ruby Rose is leaving Batwoman after this season. And in fact, I think the season one finale has already aired. Um, so not only is she leaving Batwoman, but we also got Bruce Wayne in that episode. Okay, um, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. We have it on our DVR, but we but I have not oh, seen it. Oh, did yet. I did I just spoil it? Uh, sorry, Tommy. And so so thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, do you would you want to know who plays Bruce Wayne? I can go ahead and tell you that. You know what? At this point, go right ahead. Go ahead and tell me. Sure. Sure. Now that I've ruined it for you, uh, right. Warren. Go ahead. Actor Warren Christie, who I guess was in The Resident in Chicago Fire, is your Bruce Wayne. Okay. I don't know now, who he is. I'm not familiar with him, but okay. I have not watched either of the shows, but I do need to mention as well, uh, it's only Bruce Wayne. We didn't see Batman. Uh, so who knows? By the time we actually get Batman, that may change. And if I remember correctly, there's still this whole thing with CW and Wonder Brothers. You can't have Batman. Because remember, that's why we originally got the Smallville show. Right. And here's another spoiler. They're saying that that isn't Bruce Wayne. It's actually Hush. Okay. See, I didn't hear that part. Because they were saying that that guy was actually hired to play Hush initially. So we may be seeing that he may be coming across the con everybody thinking it is Bruce Wayne, but it may be Tommy Elliott. Who knows? Oh, I can definitely see that being Tommy Elliott. That would be good. Uh, yeah. Since, since we're on the movie news right now, let's go ahead and just keep going that route. Um, there is news, rumor, speculation, conjecture, whatever you want, that Spider-Man 3 will introduce the X-Men in a post credit scene. Oh, I had not heard. That's big. Uh, well, here's my problem with this. How long have you owned those two properties now, and the only way you're bringing them in still is a post credit scene? Uh, I think we need to hear an announcement of an actual X-Men and Fantastic Four movie. You've had them a couple years now, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So. Well, you got to bring them in somehow. And right. after, and from, you know, I haven't seen it, the whole thing, but from what I understand, you know, Dark Phoenix was a disaster. So you got to be careful with that. It, yeah, was, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, I heard well, it smell. What I saw, I didn't think was very good. So yeah, I, no, I don't know. A lot of it, but I, but. But what I saw was not good. It was one of those things. I watched it on an airplane um, going overseas. I think, you know what? I, I won't pay for the movie, but I'll watch it for free on in-flight entertainment. And, and yeah, it was horrible. Um, other wow. news. I am so glad um, to actually see this one. And I know, Olivia, um, you guys have got to be excited. It looks like Marvel Comics is going to be back in full swing on July 15th. Um, yes. As far as their releases. And the two that I'm waiting for, Empire number one, finally, because we should be we should be like midway through that series by now, right? Yeah, uh, and, just about. And Spider Woman number two is finally going to hit stands. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there are a couple titles coming out next week. Um, Venom and Doctor Affer, the two big ones. There's like four or five Marvel titles, so they are starting out slowly next Wednesday, but we're going to be in full swing in July. Right. And I think DC is going to be in full swing. Um, in fact, they're almost in, in full swing, I think, mid, uh, mid-May, uh, which actually does go back to another news story. And Olivia, you probably have heard this on the, in your store, um, where Steve Jeppe addressed the whole DC deal and their shipping. Where he said, yes. uh, 
it was funny. He said in their last contract renewal, DC had a clause in there that they could cancel their exclusive uh, contract with 60 days notice with no reason. And they played it when they, when Diamond wasn't shipping. So. Yeah, it's definitely been really interesting. The new distributors, um, <laughs> I think they kind of got thrown into things. And so they're, they're not quite to the same level of Diamond. We've had um, a few shipping issues, but maybe over time they'll get there. Um, but, you know, for now we're going back to Diamond. We're right. still doing both, but mostly Diamond. Well, Diamond is still doing Marvel and Boom and Image and Dynamite yeah. and everybody else. It's just DC has their own distribution. But yeah, I, I did think it was funny that uh, Jeppy said that DC told him the distribution model is only temporary, but no one defined what temporary is, which tells me DC has not started shipping through Diamond again yet. Yeah, I think they're they're shipping what they have so far. I think they were kind of giving the new distributors a trial run. Um, there have been some issues, but for the most part, I mean, we had books the past couple of weeks, so I guess that's what matters. Right. Well, yeah. it, it could also just be a matter that when they told DC they would do the distribution, they said, okay, fine, but we want like a six-week commitment or something, you know? Yeah. So, plus, uh, let's face it, for a lot of uh, the upcoming companies out there that want to get their books in the store... Diamond won't take them. I think I even read that Diamond says if it's a superhero book, we're not going to carry it. So this might be another avenue for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that reminds me. So I will be in Friday because I know that DC Deceased Unkillables number three came out today. It did. So I got to get that. But the reason I remember that is DC Digital, Tommy, pay attention, mm -hmm. has announced that uh, they're going to be doing Deceased Hope at World's End on their direct media. Um, so it will probably go to print after DC Digital has it, but mm -hmm. apparently it's going to take place between DC uh, Deceased number five and, and six, I guess. There's that bit of a time jump. Okay. Because um, it says it's going to show like Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, and Stephanie Brown. Um, what they were doing um, in between those two issues, because we all know what happens to Superman or Wonder Woman at the end of that series, right? Right. <laughs> Great series. I need to go back and reread that hardcover. Yeah, I, I need to do that too. It was a great, that was one of the better uh, miniseries in you know the past few years. I really liked Deceased. It was really great too. Uh, Edith, did you read that? Deceased? No. Oh, I'm boy, not into you... the zombie stuff. And you know what? I will give you credit. Yes, after the very first issue, I was like, oh, great, another zombie story. But if you stuck with it and picked up issue two, oh, it got really good. So I saw, I heard, and I saw the art was really good. And I have heard nothing but great things about Tom Taylor with what he's done with Injustice. So I may try to trade paperback, but I mean, I saw the Marvel Zombies, the first issue, and I'm like, okay, no, I don't yeah. want to. This is so much better than that. And I just happen to know a store where you might be able to get that. Don't I, Olivia? So. We do have it. <laughs> it sells um, out all the time, but we do have it. Look, I'll just get in contact with the Reverend Ed and get everything all straight. There you go. Uh, so this one I didn't know actually kind of depresses me, but writer uh, Josh Williamson at uh, The Flash said that mm -hmm. when he finishes his finish line story, he'll be leaving the series. And I'm like, but you've been there since Rebirth, you know, issue one. And he's been doing a really good job on Flash. So they haven't announced or I haven't heard who it is uh, who's going to be taking over. 
But he did say, I don't know if you read Flash, um, guys, but currently yep. it is with the reverse Flash again. And um, God, the new villain whose name I can't even remember now. Uh, but apparently it's going to have a another huge uh, ramification on uh, Barry Allen's family at the end. So it's hey, Randy, sometimes, you know, professionals need to move on to other projects. They just, you know, get burnt out and they need to move on. It, it's OK. You haven't <laughs> moved on. <laughs> so it's okay. Right. So I'm sure that, takes be just as good. Now that Tommy wants to burst bubbles, I'm going to go ahead and blow his up. Uh, Jeff Johns hints that Shazam, our old buddy Shazam, may go by his original name really soon. Oh, oh cool. yeah! I can't wait. So now here's the thing, though, because um, you're reading Shazam, Tommy. Before I get there, are you caught up on Shazam? I I. I've read yeah, the last I, one I read was I think eleven. Okay, you're caught up. Okay, yeah, so I'm there. Because you've seen who gets released from the prison, right? And Olivia, you know yeah. this too. You, are you reading Shazam, yeah. Olivia? Uh, I am Super not currently, but yeah, I know what's going on. It is it's Super. It's <laughs> Superboy Super Prime. Well, um, Jeff Johns has even said, uh, I guess either on Facebook or a tweet, that uh, Superboy Prime is a multiverse traveler. So it would only make sense that he would call Bats and Captain Marvel and not Shazam. Yes. Ah. So this makes sense. Now, the, the, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that he will be recalling uh, Captain Marvel again. Hopefully, maybe we'll get the big red cheese thrown in there as well. Well, here's oh, the yeah. thing. Now, John's did say that it may not be a permanent thing because, you know, the whole storyline with Superboy Prime is obviously going to end with Superboy Prime being killed again or what have you. But it could be just what we need to have DC say, you know what? We'll call him Captain Marvel again. We don't have to put it on the cover. They did it for years, right? Yeah. Right. So, ooh. Well, and I mean, we're, we're smart enough as comic book fans to understand the, you know, the difference between the name of the comic and the difference of the name of the character. I mean, right, absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to think we are anyway. So, well, uh, I think the four of us are. Well, five yeah. include Madman. Right. Yeah, um, you're going to yep. really love this one. I, I actually ooed when I read this one. So Mark Wade and Neil Adams. Neil Adams have partnered for Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four Antithesis. And I, yep. Oh, this is so great. I did not know this, too. Apparently, it's actually Neil Adams' first full-length FF story. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I will, I will be purchasing that. Uh, comes out in August, so make sure we go buy Olivia's store and put that on our poll. Okay, yeah, Olivia, you you already know I buy <laughs> I buy I buy anything Neil Adams Neil Adams and Alex Ross I buy what they do, right? Well, Mark Wade's a great writer too, so this is fantastic. Yeah, is. So, and I've actually already seen some of the preview artwork from it, uh, colored artwork too. So it looks like Neil Adams is pretty far along on it, and it looked amazing already. Yeah. Um, so this one is actually uh, in the category of what the hell DC. So, you know, Supergirl's got cut because Tommy and I discussed this previously, and the Terrifics right. is getting cut, but they right. did say that the last issues are going to be digital only. So, what? Yep. Supergirl 40 and Supergirl 41 are going to be digital only on March, uh, May 26th, and then June 30th, and then the same thing with the Terrifics. Their last three issues are also going to be digital only. Well, the oh, Terrifics may actually... But Supergirl, that does affect me, so I'm upset about that. Right. Well, 
Uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember the last issue where the story was. I think she's finally done and coming back to Earth. Right? Oh, yeah, because she was tainted by uh, Joker yeah, who laughs and right. Wonder Woman had to kill her to uh, free her. That's right. Yeah. I'm probably not going to end up reading the end of that story because I doubt I'll buy it digitally. But Right. So. so okay. Also, um, Harley Quinn is ending issue 75. Uh, I don't read Harley Quinn, but according to what I've read here, she's going to be face-to-face -face with Punchline. Joker's ah. new. So that actually might be worth picking up. Just yeah. for that one. Um, I think that'll definitely be an interesting story. They've been leading up to it, but it'll be absolutely. really cool to see how that plays out. Right. So, so with, with Harley... With Harley Quinn ending, that means she's now only going to be in 70% of DC's books instead of, you know, 85. No, well, no. I'm, Yeah, there's so yeah. much Harley Quinn out there still. She'll, so. she'll get another new series, trust me. This oh, yeah, be... this is two months later. They'll probably be restarted with 13 covers for the next number one. Right. Uh, Enos. Yes, sir. What's going on with your boy, Tony Isabella? He has lost um, his you-know-what. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what in the world he's doing, man, because he attacked Batman last year because finally Black Lightning gets finally gets some long-overdue recognition. The show is pretty good. And then he was talking about everyone's oversaturated of Batman. And now um, I don't know what he's done lately, but I'm pretty sure it's something crazy. Well, he apparently went on Facebook, and he said... F DC Comics and everyone involved in their Rancid Batman and the Outsiders book. <laughs> Anyone who understands Jefferson Pierce knows Lynn is his one true love. So he has lost it. Um, he also followed up with, I think I'm done with comics and maybe with any kind of online presence. And then he said, I'm taking this weekend to think about what I want to do going forward. Right now I'm considering throwing in the towel. There's got to be better things I can do with my energy, passion, and talent. So, yeah, he is really unhappy. I, I, want, I want to say something about that. That He, he may have lost it, but you got to admire his commitment to losing. True. Yeah, because he's that, consistent. That a, that's a pretty damn good rant right there. He's consistent. It, you got to give him that. I, I'll give him that. But at the same time, you created a character for a company where you knew you weren't going to have any artistic control over once you gave it to them. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Right, that's right. how that's and, uh, and they finally had Trevor Von Eden making an appearance on the show not too long ago. But Trevor Von Eden is not raising as much hell about um Black Lightning as you would think, you know, about not being um I've a few of his art, um posts on Facebook, some friends with him. He's talked about um residuals or something of that effect, and he said nobody's done um uh, I think he was saying something to the effect about no one has given him a call or you see his name as a co-creator in the credits, then he gets put on the show. So you right. don't hear no more about that. So. Yeah. In other words, so, he hasn't flipped his lid like uh, Tony has. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't flipped his lid. No, not by, not by a long shot. So that was the only news items I had. Does anybody have anything else that they read, want to bring up? Uh, I got a big, couple of things. Ahead, okay, Tommy. Pretty because, uh, yeah, all I had was, like, the really big ones. Yeah. All right, Enos, you okay. said you had something. Oh, yes, I do. Um, the Tommy and um, Randy, you already know about this, but for those of us, for those who don't, uh, the, final ep the final season of Arrow is out on DVD. 
And if you buy the Blu-ray, which is $22.99 at uh, Target, you get a bonus disc with every episode of the Crisis oh, Crossover. Right, the Crisis Crossover. I'd actually read that too. And um, and the um, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which was released yesterday, is going to be the finale of the um, um, DC 52, New 52. And we're, um, it's a safe bet based upon the ending that this, the next round of films is going to be based upon the um, Rebirth storyline. And that would totally make sense. Right, because, spoiler alert, um, as you know, the flash, it started with the Flash, and this one, it ends with the Flash. Of course, so not, has to. So, so um, that bit there. Now, I heard this last week, and I, God, please, I hope it doesn't happen. Bad enough, we got Robert Pattinson in the role as Batman. And he is not being well received, folks. Oh, you talking um, about it? Said he's not going to work out for it. <laughs> yeah, he says he's not going to. He he is does has no commitment to working out and bulking himself up for the role, which has pissed a lot of people off and has turned the people away from the film already. Randy, you and I have both both concur on the fact that we do not have the same level of excitement for this film as we've had for other Batman films. I even have more excitement for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin than I oh did. Oh my god. I, did <laughs> I, I, I mean I had I, I'm serious. I, I'm serious. I I have more anticipation for those two films than I do this. And um and I'm saying all that to say this. Word is that Todd Phillips is looking at getting a Batman for his one Joaquin Phoenix Joker, and take a look. Take a wild guess at who he's looking at. Oh, I heard this. Um, I don't remember who is it. The dude from Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul. I think right, that's right. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I do remember if this. He, let me tell y'all something. If he is Batman or Bruce Wayne material, I am wearing a flesh-colored cap. And I have a full head of hair that I've been hiding from y'all for the past uh, year and a half. And we both know that y'all can see my scalp. Actually, I, I got a bit of cut off. <laughs> there you go. You didn't have to actually go show, <laughs> show the dome. Show the dome. The ball show the dome. <laughs> but All right. I mean, and, and I'm like, please, no. No, please don't let this be. Yep, I, I, I read that too, and I just kind of went, do what? All right, let's move on. Before we run out of time, we want to get to the show and tell because I, Enos, I got a book you're going to love for show and tell. But first, uh-huh. Olivia is going to tell us who sponsors Lost in a Long Box and our show and tell. Uh, Gateway Comics and Toys. We're located <laughs> at 2368 Blank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com. Our phone number is 540-621-9274. Uh, we have an online store with a ton of things. And then all of our new release books you can order on our website as well. Fantastic. Who wants to go first on Show and Tell? I'll go first. 
So since we just got the, uh, the, our nice advertisement from Olivia from Gateway Comics and Toys, I'd like to show one of the things I recently purchased out there this past Saturday. Thank you very much for that. I got a nice little 20% off coupon. I got two things. I'll show the, uh, the next thing next week. But we have Captain America number 113. Nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I thought it was really great condition, but really, really great cover. I uh, love the, the look of this book. Fantastic cover. Also got two new short boxes. My wife insisted on picking them out, so I'm now the proud owner of a Spider Gwen short box. <laughs> I don't know. This has been really of... popular. Yeah, well, it's All not right. one I picked for myself, but who's I next? So there's that. But yes, this was a this is a great find. I'll show you guys what else I got next week as part good. of showing because awesome I got another stuff. good one too. All right, who's up next? I'll go. You'll go. Okay, I have for tonight for my show and tell Superman Convergence number two, The Birth of John Kent. Back it up a bit. There we go. He, that's a, that's actually probably the only series out of the whole Convergence event that was worth reading. That was a that, good Because that leads into the Superman Lois and Clark miniseries where yep. he's on the New 52 world and he's hidden from the rest of them. And he's actually watching a younger version of himself um, on that world. It was a really weird um, take, but it was a great series. Yep. And I figured Man. that'd be something interesting for show and tell because no one had ever showed John anything with John's birth. So I had it and I pulled it out tonight. Yep, it's really good. Libby, you got something for us? I do. Mine's related to the theme. Does that work or you want to go first? Oh, I'm totally great. Go ahead. Okay, so um, we put together a ton of sets of books, and one of the ones we put together this week is actually the full Secret Invasion first print set. So nice. one through eight. Very awesome. Um, and they, hmm? any, anybody local here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia area, you can go in and get that now. Just tell Olivia you saw it on the show and you want it. And I would recommend it. This is a good series. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. I, like I said, I Olivia, you weren't here earlier when I was telling Tommy, I was really digging rereading this series. All right. So we have some here. Uh, Madman, you want to give me some camera? Here we go. So Madman has brought in Marvel Comics Presents number 84, part of the Weapon X storyline, Origin of Wolverine. That is a nice book. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, you know, that was just, uh, it was the biggest event, uh, you know, uh, the origin of Wolverine. And I think that was probably the best cover. Oh, yeah. This was, those. well, this was heavily hyped because they're, this was Marvel's first real attempt at telling the origin of Wolverine. Mm hmm I remember um, that. I think that, I think the first book in this series is going pretty high right now, too. So, and then I have one here. And here you go. Enos. I really wish you were here in the studio to see this. Um, you're going to love this book. I'm not even going to tell you what it is until I lay it down. Olivia, I was actually talking to your dad about this last week. I got this okay. in Monday for 10 bucks, and it is in beautiful shape. <laughs> I hear you, my friend. Rima, really good shape. the jungle girl. And it, I, and I mean, this thing, it's actually not a, uh, it's actually a pretty good story. I read it uh, the other day. I mean, look at the spine on this puppy. Rima, All the, the jumps are pristine. I mean, Adis, you should have been here to see this thing in person. I was like, I could not wait to show it to you. And then I got that text that you weren't going to be here. And I was like, damn it all. So, <laughs> and then one more real quickly. 
It fitted in tonight's theme. Kind of stealing some of Olivia Sunder. She's got the whole set. I just had the single one. I got Secret Invasion <laughs> number one. I got to learn this camera orientation. There you go. All right. So. You can uh, leave that there through the show if you want. What's that? You can leave that comic there during the show if you want. Secret Invasion one. Yeah, if you want. I, I'll have to bring you the other parts tomorrow or uh, later this next week. I'll do that. No, I was talking about leaving it on the camera. Oh. Yeah, was, yeah, that's what he's talking about. There we go. Perfect. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, so this series actually took place in 2008. And to give you guys um, some reference um, for our listeners, the Civil War had recently just happened. Um, so with the whole Spider-Man revealing his identity, Cap getting shot. I also think uh, not the other Secret War that just happened, but one of the other events um, had gone down. So, yeah, we're this, we're in the middle of the initiative. Tony Stark is the, uh, the the director of Shield, right? Absolutely. So the way this all starts, at least the way this started for me, was in New Avengers thirty one. It was actually part five of a story called Revolution. Uh, Maya Lopez had supposedly been killed and was resurrected by Elektra, who then brainwashed her and took her to Japan and indoctrinated her into the Hand. So the New Avengers go to get her. Um, which at the time is like um, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Ronan, who is uh, also Hawkeye, basically. So they go to Japan. They're fighting the Hand. And I mean, it's just tons and tons of the Hand assassins, like just storming them from the building. And of course, Electra is their leader. And Doctor Strange is there. Uh, and the whole time, they're talking to Electra, like, you know, this is not like you. You know, I understand why you can't, can't let her have us. You know, we need to retreat. Electra's not saying anything. Doctor Strange comes up behind Maya Lopez, manages to undo the brainwashing, and she stabs and kills Elektra. And of course, mm -hmm. all the hand just stops fighting. And it's okay, well, boss is dead. They take off. The big surprise was when they all turned around, Elektra's body had, had reverted to a scroll. Ooh. And that yep. was where Brian Michael Bendis started off the secret invasion. And I have to say, we've talked about this before, but I've always felt that Brian Michael Bendis' stuff was either a hit or a miss. Um, Enos put it really well. Either he, hit, he would hit a grand slam or he'd strike out looking. And right. um, this, this was a hit. This, this, this was a hit for me. Uh, well, what's really great, in the very next issue, which I'm going to superimpose for just a second, um, New Avengers 32, uh, there's a great scene where they're all on the airplane and they're flying back. They're on... Danny Rand's, uh, is it Danny Rand? I'm sorry, um, Iron Fist. They're flying back, and they're like, Peter Parker goes, really? We're not going to talk about this? And Wolverine's like, that's because no one here trusts one another now. We could all be scrolls. And it's really great is Wolverine starts going through the character history of each one of these people about, uh, like Spider-Man. He even says, uh, one side, you're on Tony's side, then you're on another side. Whose side are you really on? And he starts talking to you about how Iron Fist suddenly has an airplane. Um, and Spider-Woman worked for Hydra, worked for uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Who is she really uh, for? And they talked about, for all we know, the scrolls have been pulling the strings for decades now. And he even mentions the previous events that happened. Like, they could have been behind the, um, the Civil War. They could have been behind the Secret War before. So, 32 was actually really good, too. So, if you're going to read um, Secret Invasion, and I don't think they have it in any of the trades... You've got to get New Avengers 31 and 32 because that is where they really started off. Yep, yep. Uh, and then we get into Secret, Aven or Secret Invasion number one. Wow, what a great book that is to start off with. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we start off, um, you know, they're examining, they're examining the, uh, the body of uh, Electra, the Skrull Electra, of course, and Tony's talking to uh, Hank Pym and Mr. Fantastic, letting them know that, you know, we don't know who we can trust and they're undetectable now. Right. So well, that, was a, that was a big thing that, you know, you can't detect them when they're, when they're imitating someone else. Um, right. You know, and not long after this, we find out we uh, Dum Dum Dugan heads up to uh, Sword Headquarters, and we find out that he's a scroll. Right. When he absolutely. Blows, when he blows the place up. Well, not to mention the other one. The other big shocking reveal in this is um, we find out Jarvis, the Jarvis. Avengers Butler, is a scroll. Is a scroll. That's right. And he actually uploads a virus into Starkware that takes out Tony Stark's armor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and meanwhile, while all this is going on, um, Spider-Woman, who in the previous New Avengers 32 even says, we take the body to Tony Stark. And they're all like, hell no, we don't take it to Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> because remember, their whole rationale is he now leads S.H.I.E.L.D. He was responsible for the Civil War. If anyone's a scroll, it's Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which would make perfect sense, you know, because yeah. he's going after his best friend, Steve. Right you now in Civil War, I mean, that's not something that Iron Man would do. Clearly, he must be a scroll. But no. at the end of Avengers New 32, the plane crashes, and what do we see? Spider-Woman takes the body. She actually does her Bioshock on Wolverine and takes him out, which surprises me. And she, you see her say sorry as she's unconscious, grabs the Electra scroll body, and she leaves. So in Secret Invasion 1, you find out that she's got the scroll body. She's given it to Tony Stark. As all this is going on... Um, S.W.O.R.D., which is the organization that Dum Dum Dugan is visiting up in space on their orbiting satellite, just like the Justice League, detects that there is a scroll ship that has entered Earth space and is on a collision course for the Savage Land, of all places. And mm -hmm. she calls Luke Cage and says, you know, do you want a head start on this? Because I'm giving you a head start. Yes. So they so they head to the Savage Land ahead of the, uh, the regular Avengers because, of course, you know, Luke Cage's group is unregistered after the events of Civil War, and they're underground. Right. Not to mention, it's, so much happens <clears throat> in this first issue um, because we also see that um, who appears to be Captain Marvel um, infiltrates and basically blows up Thunderbolt's mountain. Yes, and then, and then leaves. Right. Um, we find out at the end of it, spoiler alert, that Hank Pym is also a scroll because he shoots Reed at the end of it. And what he shoots him with appears to be like some type of sonic weapon because it mm -hmm. just splatters his whole pliable, um, stretchable body. Um, not to mention, too, and this is the one that kind of just like really threw me, is um, we see Sue Storm go to the Bachelor building, access it, and she creates an explosion of the negative zone in the Bachelor building. And we find out that Sue Storm is a scroll. Yep, she's a scroll as well. So, yeah, this was an action-packed issue. This was a crazy lot going on in this one. And then uh, Luke Cage and his Avengers get to Savage, Savage Land. Tony Stark and his crew of Avengers show up, and they're both like, listen, you need to step down let us handle this. And as they're talking, the scroll ship opens up, and out of it comes Emma Frost, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, The Beast, Thor, Wonder Man, Sue Storm, Jean Grey in her green Phoenix costume. Um, and that's the thing. All these people that step out of the scroll ship are wearing like their 1970s outfits. Yeah, so yeah, Luke. Like, wow. The, yeah, Luke Cage is wearing the tiara. 
Um, you got the original Miss Marvel costume here. Right. Well, not to mention, you also have uh, Jewel, who we didn't know until the Alias miniseries uh, years before. And she's there in her familiar uh, white and blue weird costume that she had when she was an Avenger. So a lot of stuff happens in that Secret Invasion number one. Uh, and right. this is the, I mean, he does the job here. He hooks you so that you want to read the rest of the series. No doubt. No doubt. Who wants to take it's number almost two? Almost one that you definitely have to like go back and reread a couple times. Like oh, it was yeah. that good, especially with those fight scenes when they're in the Savage Land. I mean, you can just sit there. And, I'm trying to pull up one of the pages and find it, but you can just sit there and look at the the pages of artwork and figure out who's fighting who, and it's just really well done art. Right. Oh, yeah. It reminds me. One of the other people we see that comes out of the ship that everybody was like, "Yes," was Bobby Morse, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I, there, there's a scene, there's part in the uh, in, in number two where she's talking to um, Hawkeye, who's now in his Ronin um, out guys here, and about about how she's not a scroll. And you know, I won't completely ruin everything, but she she reveals some things to Hawkeye that only the real Bobby Morse would know. Right. And you know, he becomes convinced that she is indeed not a scroll. Well, here's the um, thing. Remember too, on that scroll ship. Hawkeye in his old costume steps out as well. So it's like now suddenly you have two Hawkeyes. You have two Hawkeyes, Ronan and Hawkeye. You have a Captain America, which is the old school Captain America. Um, you have old school Luke Cage. You know, old school Iron Man. But probably his what his second armor, I guess. Well, third armor because his first one was the gray, wasn't it? And then the, then the yellow, right? And then the more sleek designed uh, red and yellow. And let's not forget too, everything gets blown up in this. So. Dum Dum Dugan goes up and basically blows up the um, the peak satellite. It comes down. Uh, Jarvis has uploaded the virus into all the Stark tech, so the helicarrier comes down. Comes um, crashing down. Yep. They uh, they free the prisoners out of the raft uh, where Non Var is, who is the current Captain Marvel at this time. So uh, and like I said, the Baxter building. So a lot of big um, institutions get heavily attacked in this. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the scrolls knew what they were doing. They're they're a warrior race. They knew knew what to do. So then, in Inve Secret Invasion Two, we do find out um, that yes, this mockingbird is a scroll. And I, I, one of my favorite parts in this one is during the one of the fight scenes. It looks like it's on page eleven on my uh, on Marvel Unlimited app when a T Rex enters the fray. Right, because they are in the Savage yeah, Land. You have you have hero fighting hero, and here comes this T Rex. And then also, you realize that the Spider Man that stepped off the scroll ship is a scroll because there's a scene where you see his dead body and it's reverted. Um, but this ends really great um, with another cliffhanger of the giant scroll warship that appears over the skies of New York, and you see all the scroll warriors flying out of it. Mm. Yeah, you, they're, they're going, they're going, and. Um, yeah, all the super scrolls, the various, the various. Oh yeah. So then we get to Secret Invasion three, and this is where things start to really get good again. Uh, and I don't want to say again because it, it hasn't waned at this point. Uh, we find out that the Shield helicarrier has crashed into Bermuda Triangle. So Maria Hill grabs a crew. She says, "We're going to go out and find out where we are." And this is so great. She steps out on the deck of the helicarrier, and there's Jarvis. And Maria Hill is like, oh, great. And all of a sudden, she knows right then and there, he's a scroll. And, mm -hmm. he, doesn't even, and he doesn't even disguise it. He just tells her, we're here for your surrender. <laughs> That's right. Because he loves you. 
Right. And then they have that really great bit too, where we find out that yes, Spider Woman in this is a scroll because she she's finds the scroll Tony. Queen, as a matter of fact, not she's yep. not just a scroll, she's the scroll queen. And the way we find out is she she goes to Tony Stark, who's retreated because his arm is failing because of the virus that Jarvis has uploaded, and she starts telling him, You've done well, Tony. We couldn't ask for more. He goes, and she she mentions all the previous events, like the Civil War and the Superhuman Registration Act, and him getting into a position of power. And she says, you know, unfortunately, we're we're sorry it had to go this way that you don't remember, but we're here for you. We never deserted you. And Tony's like, no, this can't be. So that's really great. Yeah, she's trying to convince him that he's indeed a scroll, and he's he, he's like, no, no, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Right. And not to mention, now, Enos, this might tie into your secret invasion, Captain Marvel, because we saw Captain Marvel attack the Thunderbolts Mountain in the first issue. But this is the issue where Norman Osborn goes up to that Captain Marvel and says, you are not who you obviously appear to be. He goes, maybe we should come in and talk. Exactly. And it comes up and this would. And that leads into the Captain Marvel um miniseries Captain Marvel Secret Invasion written by Brian Reed and um art by the great Lee Weeks. I looked at his artwork not too long ago and I when you look at his stuff, it looks like it's a combination of Joe Kubert and John Buscema. And yes. and and it was it was really good stuff. Now actually this Captain Marvel actually began in a, um, a, a, a one-shot during the Civil War storyline called Civil War The Return, where all the heroes who were arrested that did not comply with the Super, Superhuman Registration Act was carried to um, the blue side of the moon and were put into the vault. And there was this mysterious guy who was the warden there. It was later revealed to be Captain Marvel. Come to find out, as time went on, he wound up being a scroll called Kinnear, who actually believed that he was Captain Marvel. Okay, stop right and, there. Because I have to ask, in that series, does it tie up a bunch of loose ends? Because we see that Captain Marvel in um, Secret Invasion 3, and then he doesn't show up again until issue 6. And he's now fighting Nonvar, who is Captain Marvel in this current timeline. Right. And he even tells him, you know, they've lied to us. And basically that he's like, go fix this. This isn't right. And he reverts to his scroll form. So I'm right. assuming that there's a lot that's told in that book that we don't get in the regular secret invasion. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it had gotten to the point where there were actually people worshiping Marvel, a bunch of scrolls had gotten together and took um took on a human form. They 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 became this cult that was like worshiping Marvel, trying to get want him to be resurrected and come back, and all that crazy stuff. And Kinnear uh, maintained his form, but he did um come to grips with the fact that he was a scroll. But he acknowledged himself still as well as Captain Marvel up until his character was killed. But um, he grabs these two leaders that's going around putting up all this propaganda and everything. And he carries them um, outside. And they, um, 
outside of the Earth and carries them in space where they um, revert back to scroll form and they suffocate and what have But um, it was a very good take on that, but it was just like everyone was hoping for Captain Marvel to come back, but he just knew it, it just felt ready. It, as great as the story was, it fell right into that old adage, if something's too good to be true, nine times out of ten it is, and it was. Yeah. So, and I tell you, because when I went back to look at this, I actually made the mistake of looking at the reading order, and there's like close to 100 books with all the tie-ins. Right. Yeah. I, I, I looked it up on Marvel Unlimited. I'm like, yeah, I'll be reading just the miniseries, but there's <laughs> over 100 books, right. and there's no way I'm going to get that all done but, in time. But anyway, guys... Uh, if you're interested in that story, like I said, you see that Captain Marvel show up. You see Norman Osborn's look at him and say, I know you're not actually Captain Marvel. Why don't we have a talk? And that series that Enos was talking about tells a story, backfills that in, into the story. Um, but back to Secret Invasion itself. Um, at the end of three, we also see Nick Fury and his new group of commandos show up in New York as well to bring the fight to the scrolls as well. Which right, and go ahead. And one of them you'll recognize if you're an Agents of Shield TV show fan of, you know, Daisy, aka yes. Quake. Um, uh, you know, Phobia. Uh, now, did uh, this was the one too where Red Hood showed up as as well to take on the Skrulls as well at his and his criminals, or is that in the next right. one? Uh, that might be the next one because in issue four, um, we see that Reed Richards is now a prisoner of the Skulls of the of the Skrulls. Yeah. Hmm. And Abigail Brand from S.W.O.R.D. is the one who actually infiltrates the ship to rescue him. Yes. And then this also has where it looks like Thor and Captain America show up in New York. Um, because I remember looking at it like, well, man, isn't Cap supposed to be dead? It obviously, it's the fucky Cap. See, I'm glad you yeah. knew that because I was lost. As to, okay, if Cap is dead, it, who is it got this guy? Me at first. It, it got me at first because it's been it, because it's been a while, but then I, I recognized the costume. There were some there were some differences in the costume that Bucky wore from um, from Steve. If it makes any sense, Bucky's costume was shinier. Well, yeah. So, yeah. I, so I did. It, it, so so yeah, it, it was Bucky. It, it took me like I said, it took me a minute, but I realized it was Bucky. And and you know, I'm glad you said it because I did notice in some of the later issues that a on his uh, cow seemed to have a bit of a, a shiny effect on it. Yeah. Who wants to take issue five? Because there's some good stuff happens in issue five. Let me get scroll up here. Hold on. I wasn't quite to issue five yet. There. Yeah, and issue five has a great cover, the big uh, the big scroll face on it. Right, right. That was that was a fantastic cover. Okay, hold on just another moment for me. So issue five. Let's see what There's a couple of big ones that happens here. Yeah, this is this has uh, Captain Marvel goes flying off. Let's see here. We have. See, you don't very... need to make make notes as you read. Here, I'll tell you one of them. Maria yeah. Hill. It goes back to Maria Hill's conversation with Jarvis about surrendering, and she tells to uh, Jarvis that she learned one thing from Nick Fury. And that was to use life model life, decoys. Life model decoys, right. And you find out she is a life model decoy and she, um, for, for her to escape. Right. Because she blows up the helicarrier to get away. Get up away, yep. And the other big thing that happens, Reed Richards, who has now escaped from their ship with Abigail Brand, gets to the Savage Land and fires a weapon that can reveal scrolls. 
And this is where right. we find out that, whoops, look, Thor and Mockingbird that just came out that ship are scrolls. Hmm. And Mockingbird didn't even know she was a scroll. They had her. Right. They had Absolutely. And, you know, that had to break, that broke, of course, broke Hawkeye's heart because he thought his wife was back from the dead. Right. The other thing that's really great in this issue, too, this is where we first start seeing the scrolls, the scrolls doing their propaganda messages. Yeah, that you see that earlier where they're talking about how we're coming here to save you. You know, you're going right. to be able, to, you're going to be able to continue to to live as you have been. You're just going to be part of the scroll empire. We're not going well, to be taking anything away from you. We're going to be adding to you. Right. And what's really great is as they're saying that, there's this uh, collage of all these TV monitors. I guess it's supposed to be worldwide. Hold on, and I was about to. Yep. There you go. And there's a bunch yeah. of famous people in the collage. And I think one of them on the one page is actually Stephen Colbert. Stephen yes, Colbert. Is. There's uh, Oprah. Like Obama's in the corner. Yep. Yeah, they don't specifically name anybody, but you can pretty easily pick yeah. out who's. <laughs> but that and was. It, then you have like Reed Richards and and Victor Von Doom, and it's not just celebrity personalities; it's everybody. Right, and that shows you just how not only convoluted their plan was, but how long they had been doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, this this is something that they had planned for a long time, but the scrolls had planned for a while. Right. And well, in issue 32 of New Avengers, what I was telling you about, uh, they're even mentioned, they, he goes, it's not just Electra. And I think it might be Wolverine. He says, you don't understand. It's not just Electra in the hand. This is bigger. If they've infiltrated that organization, what else have they done? So, I'm, right. yeah. Guys, anyone listening out there, if you're going to read The Secret Invasion, do yourself a favor. Please, please, please get New Avengers 31 and 32 because so much happens that ties right into this. It even sets up this miniseries that's really good. Issue 6. Safe to say it was one of one of Marvel really snuck this one in on everybody and they had everyone hook, line, and sinker. It was one of their best miniseries in a while. Yep, yes, absolutely. No doubt, no doubt. And, and like Randy said earlier, it still holds up today. Oh, yeah. Or did someone else say that? I don't know, but someone said that. I even have, I still have it. I, it might be on this laptop. I'd have to look. I even had the wallpaper they put out uh, when the series was going. It shows a human hand and a scroll hand um, clasped together in friendship, and it just says "embrace change." Mm. Yeah, the um, the trade paperback, which is what I'm pulling from, it has those on every every time it switches yeah. to a new issue. Yes, they're all very interesting. Like, and in issue six, they start making more propaganda statements, uh, and then Spider Woman and the Scroll Army. Ends up in New York, Iron Man and his group of Avengers, who Reed has just picked up from the Savage Land, have now shown up. And it basically ends with a huge battle royale starting. The the, the scrawl Captain Marvel is killed. Yes. Um, also, don't forget Thor's return, the real Thor. Right. Yeah. Not, you know, not Ragnarok or the scrawl Thor. He, Thor shows back up for the fight. And that's when he, when he meets up with uh, Captain Bucky for the first time. And it's really great. It's either this <laughs> issue or the, or the next one where they go in a fight and both sides have a specific target. The hero side says, Spider-Woman, Scroll Queen, get her. And meanwhile, she's telling them, get Reed Richards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he's the biggest threat, you know? Right. He's, yep. the, the, he's the smartest man there, and he's the one that has the biggest chance of, uh, of, of undoing them. Well, he also has a gun that reveals them all, because remember, that's what happens when he gets to New York. He just starts firing that thing. 
Yeah. Not to, I think Seven also has the uh, group of teenage protesters with the signs that are all ready to uh, live under scroll rule. Oh yeah, yeah. They were they were all set for scroll rule because they were believing the propaganda. Seven has one of my favorite scene from uh, from this whole thing. Uh, Spider Man is is talking and he he says, "Hey, you know what? This ain't so bad, all things considered." And Iron Fist says, "How's that exactly?" <laughs> the, mm-hmm. These big earth shakers, I've been around them, you know. Oh yes. Have to, have to worry <laughs> when Guatu shows up. Who? The Watcher. Big alien ball guy in charge of watching when the truly insane stuff happens. He's not here, so we must be must be going. Everything must be going okay. Oh come on! Yes. <laughs> and then the very <laughs> next. Do you have that? Do you have? And then the very next page, there's the Watcher, and you're just like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. No, you know it's gonna go to hell because here's you got to. So yeah, that's that, my that, favorite part. That's my favorite part of the whole that, series. That, that was a great like, scene. That he was just like showed scene. up and went. Guess who? Absolutely. <laughs> I can't interfere. I'm just watching. I'm just gonna watch, man. This so, is one of the few times that I don't interfere. Right. Um, oh, another man. big, another big thing that happens with this is Jessica Jones leaves to go to the fight, and she leaves the baby. Oh my god! I totally forgot about with, that. Yes. With Jarvis, who, as we all know, is a scroll. Is a scroll. And there's a really great scene in there too, where Jarvis Scroll is looking out the window, and he's talking to the baby about um, the new order that's coming. And even as he's doing it, he pulls a mystique and he changes midway to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Skrull Queen is, is killed. But the biggest thing is this is the one where we lose the Wasp. Yes. Yeah, I can say I, I do believe the Wasp got killed in this too. Well, yeah, she, uh, it's revealed that Hank had given her the ability to grow to giant size in case she needed it. And when she did, and the chemical bomb had been placed in her. And when she grows to giant size, she blows up. Yeah, this oh. is such a great, like I said, this thing is one of those ones that when you're rereading it, you're thinking, damn, I forgot how good this was. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the big, that was the big, really the big thing that happened to that was, was, was Janet dying. When I was rereading that too, I think the first time I didn't realize that it was Thor too who contained it and ultimately ended up killing her. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just to keep everybody else safe. Right, because everyone else. That was heartbreaking. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to go and talk about issue eight because A, we're out of time and B, I want anyone who's not read it, listen to the show to go pick up trades, you know, go to their local comic shop, order it if they have to from somewhere and read it because Secret Invasion, oh, this is such a great story. Um, I had a real good time rereading this. Guys, we got to revisit more of these things. Um, yeah. Well, but- and we should probably try to finish this sometime, you know, when we go, you know, talk about their, the, the next event that came out of this. Um, because this this sets up a lot of the stuff for Marvel's future for the next couple couple uh, years after it. Yeah, it did um, right. Well, yeah, uh, and plus, there was a lot a lot of great stuff that came after Secret Invasion. Well, remember too when this starts, Civil War has happened, and we now have that whole thing with the New Avengers, which are basically outlaws. We have the Mighty Avengers, and we also had the Initiative going because the Initiative gets into the fight because there's which a big a great scene. comic. Avengers: The, the Initiative was a great comic. Because there's oh, a yeah. big scene where the initiative, like, hey man, you know, we're scared to death here because all communications have dropped. What's happened? And then they're basically told, oh, suit up, we're going into a fight. And they're like, what? They're like, this is it. This is what you trained for. Because they actually get to New York first before the two Avengers teams get there. Because they're both like, oh. we are seriously outmanned. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, guys, if you if you've been listening to this and you've liked what you've heard, definitely check this out. This is one of uh 
Brian Michael Bendis's better storylines. This is one of Marvel's better storylines, probably within the past 10 years, you know, 10, 12 years at least. This this was fantastic. The build up to it was great. You know, it ended great. I mean, Secret Invasion was fantastic. And it's very it's, captivating read too. It's one of the uh, ones that you start to read and you have to like stop for a second and reread the next couple of pages or reread the previous ones because you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. And you never quite and know exactly what's happening. Once I started reading it, once I started yeah, reading, I read a really hard time putting it down. And, and Olivia, you made a really good point too. Uh, and same thing with you, Tommy. I couldn't put it down. And B, there were several times that I would read it and I would like flip back. What did I just see? And I'm like, hang on. And I'd pick up the other issue and I'd flip back. I'm like, oh, damn. Because it was one of those things where Brian Michael Bendis showed you something in this issue. And then two issues later, you're like, oh, damn. And you're flipping back. So, yeah, fantastic story. Really good. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next for our uh, revisiting. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. But anyway, uh, that is all the time that we have. I just want to remind everybody that Madman does have Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Make sure you check him out. Uh, we do have Facebook.com slash Lost in a Long Box. We have our Gmail at Lost in a Long Box at gmail.com. Please drop us a letter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we do have our three Facebook groups that we run, Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Realm of Superhero Comics and Pop Culture, Gathered together the greatest superhero teams. Um, Olivia and um, Gateway have their Facebook page, which she mentioned earlier. Olivia, give that to us again real quick. The website's gatewaycomicsandtoys.com, and all of our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys. And I know that they have Secret Invasion in stock because she just showed it off tonight, and I know that's probably the store copy. <laughs> Braids and sets. Actually, this one's my personal copy. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so that is it. Until next time, everybody, be safe out there. We will talk to you next week. Good night. Good night, everyone. Bye.